Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Break with God, the podcast where we take a moment to pause and just connect with God and each other. So in each episode, we'll hear from guests who will share their testimony of who God is in their life. So whether you're at home, at work, or just simply on the go, join us for a coffee break with God and let his presence fill your cup. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Graceful Warrior Podcast. Hey, it is so awesome to be back up and going on Coffee Break with God. And we have an exciting guest with us today. And I know I've been hyping this story up. A gal, Erin Dooley, that has walked the length of Spain. It was a 500-mile trek, and you're like, why did she do this? Well, we have her on today. She's going to explain why she did this, and what she went through. So I hope you guys just enjoy this story. It really touched my heart. And it actually made me look at forgiveness as, wow, it's an action word that we need to step into and do, not just say in our hearts. So I want to welcome um, our guest. She was married for 12 to 14 years and it, uh, she's done this show on Amazon uh, Prime. She did this show on Tubi, and her show is called A Way to Forgiveness. And today we're going to learn about how she learned to forgive. So we want to welcome Erin Dooley to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Hello, Erin. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great, great. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about like your background. Like, where are you from? Where are you at now? Um, yeah, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago and grew up there and uh, lived there for most of my life. I'm currently now in uh, the Los Angeles area. I've been here for mm-hmm. close to nine years. So after um, this trek in Spain that I made the mm-hmm. video, um, I decided I had been thinking about moving to California. And then mm-hmm. while I was there, I solidified my decision that I was going to be moving out here once I returned. And so I got back to the States, um, April 30th and July 4th weekend. I packed up all my stuff and drove out to California. (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean, it seems like you're doing that a lot. You're packing everything and just going, you know, you know, it really reminded me too about, you know, different Bible stories that I, you know, Moses was told just to, to go. He was to leave where he was, just go. And so that, when I watched your story and we're going to get into this story for everyone that's listening today, man, this story just really touched my heart and, and the way you just, your, your courage and tenacity in the moment of hurt is what I also noticed as well. And, um, but so I wanted to just get into it as far as how in the world did you come up with a trek to Spain? What drove you to that? What? How did you find out about this trip? I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people <laughs> hadn't. Um, a friend of mine that I had in um, like junior high and high school, mm-hmm. he had gifted me a book by Paulo Coelho. Um, he has a book, a number of books, but The Pilgrimage and The Alchemist. And so that's about um, the 
the way uh, in mm-hmm. Spain. And mm-hmm. it's been a pilgrimage for over a thousand years. People have been walking wow. it. Um, and then, so I had known about it then. And that same friend, he and his wife, when they got married, they actually did the Camino on their honeymoon because they mm-hmm. both had an interest in it. And so I hadn't known about it. And then um, Emilio Estevez and Martin Sheen did a movie called The Way. And so that kind of reinvigorated it. And I took my then husband to see the movie um, because Mm -hmm. I was already interested in walking it. But, um, you know, it's not a vacation. So you you have to have somebody (laughs) come up with that idea on their own that they want to do it. Talk somebody into walking for forty days straight. Oh my goodness! um, I took him to see that, and he had said that he was interested, but he would never be able to get the time off work, and he would not want to only do part of it. He'd want to do the whole thing. So we had kind of set it aside, and then um, once the marriage was ending, I was like, "Well, I still wanted to do that," and Mm -hmm. it seemed like you know, getting out of your normal routine when your routine is no longer because, you know, this whole part of your life has ended, um, uh-huh. that it would be a good thing to just really get out of Dodge and and go to Spain and um, just have a lot of time alone. I did go by myself. I, I met people the first day and I'm still, uh, you know, Facebook friends with a number of people that I met there. Wow. And even, um, one of them has come, well, a couple of them came to the premiere. Um, they mm-hmm. drove to Chicago because the, there's a number of them from the States. And so, yeah, it just seemed like it would be a good thing. And, and it really did. Yeah. It, it helped <laughs> as you'll see <laughs> when you watched yeah. the movie, when you watched it. Um, right. So yeah. it's like, you have had to have like are were you always into into fitness or was was there prep that you you had to get ready for this walk? I mean, we know to some of us, like I live way out in the mountains, and so I have to go on a trek down my dirt tr- uh, road to go all the way to the mailbox and coming back and you're like for those of us that don't work out a whole lot, you're just like, "Oh my gosh, you had to have been sore." or the, the, the preparation of it. What did you go through for that? Yeah, um, not as much as I should have, because <laughs> living in the suburbs of Illinois, um, uh-huh. it is a very, you know, it's a prairie state. It is flat land. And right. I did the Camino in March, so I was preparing in the wintertime. And uh-huh. so there was a lot of indoor walking. My best friend and I, we, mall walking is a thing. And so we would just <laughs> walk the malls. And right. I was like, well, this is good, but a mall is not a mountain. <laughs> so right, exactly. Like, maybe I should go up the stairs because I'm going to have to climb a mountain. Yes. Um, so I was a little bit, not a little bit, pretty much woefully unprepared for it because I, I mean, I am a, you know, quasi-athletic person. I played sports uh-huh. growing up, but I was never a runner or anything like that. I had... um hiked my former husband and I did walk the Grand Canyon. We went down and back up, but that was not, yeah, we did not do that properly. We had a whole nother story, but um, (laughs) no, I was not a seasoned hiker by any stretch of the imagination. Uh Um, But I did and really in a way, even if you were, it's really the, the everyday ness of it. Cause anybody, if pushed, you could walk for a long stretch on one right. single day. But it's the getting up the next day 
and walking 13 miles again. And then the next day walking 13 miles again. So it is, it is that part that you have to kind of condition your body to, but I just did my conditioning for the first week on the Camino. And a lot of people are are the same. It's like that first week, your body's just getting used to like, Oh, Uh this is what we're doing. Our full-time job. Because literally it's eight hours of walking. So you're like, okay, this is all we're doing. Um, But there's, it's, it was really great because yes. Okay. You're getting, I mean, I lost weight. I got down to my high school weight. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And then the diet, um, there's what they call pilgrims meals that you are going to have. And you know, they're just pretty standard, which is fine because I am not a foodie at all. So I was totally fine. Um, so I was not taking in as many calories as perhaps I should have. Um, but, and then of course I'm burning a lot of them off. So. Right. Um, yeah. The Camino diet that uh, helped. <laughs> the me. Camino like, diet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, um, we just, you just train by doing it. And then, you know, you just have to do it and you stop when you have to stop. And uh-huh. you know, some people did push themselves um, a little bit more and have, then they're forced to take breaks. Um, I definitely got a lot of blisters and, uh, but people, they, there's a saying on the Camino, the Camino provides. And so mm-hmm. one of the, um, fellows that I met and I walked, uh, a couple of days with him, uh, he knew how to take care of blisters. And so he, you know, would take care of those at night for anybody. And yeah, people just are very open to helping each other. Cause we're all in this together. Wow. You know, we might yeah. not arrive yeah. together, but now we're there together and you get through it. And I often, if anybody ever went to summer camp as a kid, it's mm-hmm. the idea, you know, when you feel so bonded, like these are my best friends for life, even though you've only <laughs> spent what, like three weeks with them. Right. But because you are in this thing together and it's this intense bonding. And so yes. that really happens on the Camino because you're in, you're in it together. Yes. You're flogging up, you know, what the, I, I walked through blazing sunshine through rain through hail through sleet through everything and uh-huh. any type of terrain you know marsh like i think marsh is the only one that i didn't kind of walk through but yeah you walk through everything and you you know you meet people you might walk with them th- for a day you might walk with them for two weeks or more um, right and you and you just do it which i think is you know there's a lot of metaphors to be gained and you know sure. life lessons from the camino but really just that stick to itiveness, you know, he's like, okay, this day might not be great, but I'm alive and I'm going to do it. And right, right. You, you just have that tenacity to, to continue going. Right. And, and then on top of that, I mean, once you, you traveled over there now, I mean, you automatically think, well, time difference, flying jet lag, you know, did you start right away or do you have downtime to get adjusted and then start, or did you just hit the trail and go? And how did you, how did you handle that? Um, I did have one, an unintended day off because my, I had to switch planes at the airport leaving Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. But my luggage did not get moved. And I had heard mm-hmm. everybody was like, do not take your backpack. Like, do not check it, keep it on the plane. And I tried, but the worker was like nope and they just you know they checked they it and they it. were off with it i was like ah. so then 
Um, so my bag was on a different flight and it didn't get to me. So I waited mm -hmm. to see if it would arrive. And I, I, was, I had a heck of a time communicating with the um, airline and getting it. Yeah. So then, so I did have one day off and people took pity on me. And so they, <laughs> one woman at her place wasn't even open for the season because mm -hmm. it was um, the middle of March. And that is kind of early. There's not near as many pilgrims. So she was not open yet for the season, but she still let me stay because uh -huh. she heard my sob story. Right. <laughs> so, but then I was like, well, I guess I'll just go and, and try because I had landed in um, Madrid and then made my way just across the border in France. So that was part of the problem. They're like, you're in another country. We can't get you your luggage. And I was like, it's like 10 miles over the border. Surely you can just, you know, right, come on. 10 miles, <laughs> hop on a skip for them. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I'll walk, but it'll take me a week. So I walk, so um, there's a pilgrim store. So I bought um, just the necessary few things. Mm -hmm. I got a tiny backpack, which I'm pretty sure was actually intended for a child, but <laughs> um, And so I walked with that for a week. And then in um, Pamplona, they finally arrived with my backpack. And then that oh, seemed like man. a monster. It seemed so huge compared yeah. to my little wee one, um, mm -hmm. but, uh, which, yeah, was everybody knew because communal communication, like you, you, you're walking with somebody and you talk and then that person, you know, gets a little ahead and then they meet somebody. And so you just share stories like, oh, did you meet so-and-so? Oh, did you meet so-and-so? And, -so? and right. so um, a lot of people knew that I was without a backpack. And so there was a lot of celebration <laughs> when my backpack. <laughs> I can imagine. So let's, let's get into the story of why you did this. So we have a little bit of background. Mm -hmm. um, um, you decided to do this and, and um, you were married for what? 12, 12 years. You said you were married mm -hmm. for 12 years together, mm -hmm. 14 years. Mm -hmm. um, what, um, what actually you guys said that you were planning on, on doing this trek together that you had said earlier. Um, once the marriage had dissolved, um, what still made you go and say, Hey, yes, I'm going to do this, even though by yourself, what drew you to that? What were you looking to accomplish or get out of the walk going by yourself? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Cause we hadn't made like any set plans to go. It was just sort of like a loose, like, would you want to go? And I, I, I love to travel. I've always loved to travel. Um, mm -hmm. We did travel a lot together and I would often be the one picking out these international <laughs> locations. And um, so, yeah. So when it ended, I was like, well, I still really want to go. And then I knew that part of my healing would have to be to forgive and um, being Christian you know, that God, you know, every time we say the, our father, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive right. others. So it's like, well, if right. we don't, then what can we expect? What kind of, you mm -hmm. know, God is supremely merciful, but he's also just. And if we are not going to act like he acts and forgive, mm -hmm. like he forgives, well, then how could I really, in a way, call myself a Christian? And so mm -hmm. it was really my goal. And I am if you can't tell, like kind of like a go-getter and like, yes, you are. And then I'm like, all right, let's go on the ground. Yes. Let's go. Um, so I oddly, it sounds silly in retrospect to be like, 
yep, in 40 days, boom, I'm going to be healed. I'm just going to do this walk. Right. But it kind of worked. Um, I mean, there was still some, you know, residue. And then once, because it's easy in a way when you are not in the vicinity, you are halfway mm-hmm. across the globe from somebody. It makes things easier. But then when um, you see them again, then it's, you know, kind of tested and stuff. But right. Um, but it did. Um, yeah, it was it was set. And because being a filmmaker, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this trek, then I'll bring my camera and make something of it. And I had a couple of different ideas, kind of all circling the same thing in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, well, I'll want to see what other people think. Cause I want to get wisdom from other people, how they forgive what's something I had hoped that they would share a little bit more um, stories as examples of specific things that they had to forgive. And people were more just in general saying their thoughts, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. And so I did record people. It took a while though, because at the first week I had some really great conversations, but I still, you know, you don't want to be like, hi, I'm Aaron. Can I record this conversation that we're about to have that I just right. made? So, <laughs> about a sensitive topic, forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a shame because one of the women that I met very early on and I walked with them for the first, I think, four days, um, just, you know, they had really wonderful, great things to say that I, I repeated them, I think, later because I wanted mm-hmm. to include that, those thoughts, but I really had wished that I would have gotten it from their mouths instead. Um, but, but then I got more comfortable and I ended up walking with people for longer. And so then I could interview them about forgiveness mm-hmm. and not just while we're walking. I, you know, had my GoPro for while we were walking and then um, on breaks and things. And, you know, you spend the night in the called the albergues. They're, kind of like hostels. And so we would, you know, interviewed some people there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and people were open to, to sharing it and to being included in the film afterwards. And I mean, I mm-hmm. didn't have proper releases there. I just like had in my notebook, like you give me permission to use your, <laughs> and they all signed it. And then after I came home, I was like, all right, let me email you a proper release form. Right. Right. But uh, yeah. So it was, but I didn't want making a movie to get in the way of my healing. Mm-hmm. So I had kind of basically three things that I would do, and there were different levels. I had a blog so that my family would know that I was safe mm-hmm. and any of my friends in, you know, kind of follow my journey. Yeah, so that was choice. like one level of like the fun part of the Camino and like I'm in this city right. and, and some um, you know, wisdoms sort of that I had picked up just in general, like these life lessons, as I say. And then I had my own personal journal that, um, you know, obviously nobody else has read or anything like that. And then Mm -hmm. I had this. So I had three ways for me to have these different outlets, which was really good for me because that's, you know, how I process things is with people a lot. So Mm -hmm. that helped a lot. So, and then I thought, you know what, I'll record it. And if, if all it is, is a video for me to remember this journey, then it's fine. And Mm -hmm. that I think is why I am so raw and honest because a part of me was like, you know what, people may never see this. So I do lay it all out on the table. 
Yeah, well, maybe she did. not all. Like, I know you would say, like, well, what happened? Like, I don't say, <laughs> you know, specifics uh-huh. of w- why the marriage ended. That isn't uh-huh. the point. Yeah, that's of personal. It. Yeah, it's the point is that whatever you're going through, you know, forgiveness can happen. Um, right. Because people have watched the movie that have it wasn't you know a romantic relationship that ended. They've had many different relationship dynamics and have reached out and said that it has helped them to forgive, which is what right. I had wanted, which is why I, I kind of kept it a little bit or a lot vague. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, when I watched it, um, watched your video, um, what really, I mean, just still, I've even implemented it a lot in my life. What I've watched too, is that, you know, a lot of people when we say, will you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. They think that forgiveness is just you do it and say yes in your heart or in your mind, which mm-hmm. yes is a big part of it. But you took it a step further and took action and stepped mm-hmm. out to walk and to find the forgiveness and to heal. You know, and I find that just truly amazing. And and the fact of did you know that when you when you walk this, how long it was going to take you? Or were you in the mindset of, I'm going to walk this until I actually complete it? Did you have a set goal that you were going to finish it in this amount of time? Or how did Um, you come to that? Yeah, I had planned 40 days um, Mm -hmm. for biblical reasons, you know, 40 days. Yes, yes. Um, I thought that I would take 40 days to get to Santiago, which is where the cathedral is, um, because, as I said, I had just trained in malls and things like that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to give myself plenty of time. But I ended up walking faster than I thought. And part of it was, you know, you make friends and you're like, man, I'm going to go as far as they go because I, mm-hmm. I want to keep up with them. And so, mm-hmm. um, which... For, you know, maybe I didn't need to do that, but that was, you know, I wanted to do that. And um, so I ended up getting to Santiago in 34 days. And then I Mm -hmm. took a day off, stayed in Santiago. um, And then people go, about 10% of pilgrims go to Finisterre. Um, So there's mile markers along the way. And so Mm -hmm. like mile marker zero is in Finisterre, which they call the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's, just like this cliff and you're like, Oh, there's the ocean. I did it. I walked from, you know, one end of the country to the other. Um, And then there's another town called Musia, which not even fewer people go there, but that sounded really interesting to me. And so I went to Musia and then to Finisterre. So that was an extra four days of walking Um, because to me, I'm like, just finish what you start. If you almost Cross the country, but you have like this much on the map to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep going. So, I mean, yeah, like you've already walked five hundred miles. Like I know. Oh my goodness! If you think walking another fifty, like walking fifty miles is huge, but when you've already yes. walked five hundred, you're like, it's all right. I'll just take another four days. Yeah, I just live because I had budgeted the four. I was like, what am I gonna do? I, I have four days and you know, after walking for so long, it was like, well, do I go somewhere and like have a mini vacation, which I suppose I could have. And yes. just relaxed, but, I, but again, the people that I was going, had met, a lot of them were continuing on. So we had our little like merry band of pilgrims and, and we walked. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was great. So yeah, oh, I did gosh. plan 
it all I even picked out like where I thought I was gonna stay but that mm-hmm. after day four I had given that list to my family and I said I'll email you every day to let you know that I'm safe but I'm not staying at those places because I'm either going a little bit further or you know we just you just choose whatever yeah. when you walk in you're like all right boom let's do that one so um, yeah so it's planned but it's also you kind of have to be flexible when you do something like this yeah. 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 And I noticed um, you would have different, you know, different uh, stops, like you were saying, your mile markers. And when you stopped and um, you were just there was times where you were just sitting in there um, and you would have a journal where you were just it looked like you were just writing. Um, I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. Um, different moments that you had in the trek. Which one of those impacted you the most that you were you saw yourself where it was that load or that burden was actually being lifted off of you you know what what mile mark did you see yeah I think they each one was like a good push forward um mm-hmm. early on there's a hill they call it the hill of forgiveness right. and um I had my 10-year anniversary ring and I buried that there and so that was a little bit cathartic and, uh-huh. and then, but then at the, um, where I'm totally blanking on the name. Oh, the cruise, the Pharaoh. Um, uh-huh. it's a big iron cross and yes, everybody, I saw that. You, yeah, you bring a rock from your home, you know, very symbolic of, and then you leave it there. So whatever right. you're carrying, you leave it there. And right. I had written on there and marker like forgive. And then I had written, yeah, I forgive the, you know, and every single thing that I was forgiving, I, um, I wrote that out. And what's funny wow. was there was a firefighter from Germany that was walking at the same time. He was also making a documentary. Uh-huh. And so we were the only two there. And I had planned to burn this note of saying, I forgive, but surrounding that area is just forest. And okay. so I'm lighting and <laughs> that thing. And I turn and I asked him and he's like, you want to what? And he just looks around and I could just see him calculating like one false wind and this is everything's yes. ablaze and he's yes. going to have to fix it. And he's just like, you do what you got to do, Aaron. <laughs> but it was perfect because it added oh that gosh. levity, like him literally just waving me off and saying, do what you got to do. It added levity that to really moment for me and I think that was just a grace from God where he gives you those light moments in these really hard moments um and so I did try to light it but the wind did keep blowing it out and so (laughs) then what happened was that every thing that I was forgiving was burned off and what I was left with was just a sheet that just said I forgive I forgive I forgive I forgive I forgive and it's wow. still nine years later gives me chills when that does. I tell that story because again, like another grace from God, like that's what yeah. he does to us. Right. He, he wipes it literally away. Forgets like what we did. And he's like, yes. I forgive you. Can you know Man. that I forgive you? How and deep. Yeah. You are my child and I forgive you and you forgive yeah. them and let's do this mercy thing. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Um, so yeah, that was really yeah. Uh, a shift and in the film uh, you meet a woman named Leah she was yes. one of the first people that I met and yep. then she charged ahead because she had 
um, a certain number of days. She ended up getting injured. Um, mm-hmm. And so then she had to take a couple of days off. So I caught up to her. So then we walked together again and she mm-hmm. commented like how much. So she saw me after that experience. Yes. And she was like, whoa, you look so different. You are lighter. Everything about you is I noticed shifted. That. Yes. And it really, I mean, I was walking lighter and I felt like it was more of a vacation. I didn't have the weight of this. Um, yes. And so then the final thing that I had planned was I was giving my um, wedding band to the church. Um, and so they have a mass at the cathedral. And so I put it in the collection. Um, and so that was like the n- kind of nail in the coffin, but uh-huh. it wasn't. But definitely the the Cruz de Ferro was like the the moment that yeah. it kind of all happened. Um, and yeah. yeah, so it was pretty, I mean, all through God, you know, just given the grace and, and definitely think walking um, helps. So mm-hmm. if anybody is ever going through something, I mean, you don't have to walk 500 miles across the country, just walk around your yeah. neighborhood. And yes. getting fresh air and that movement. We are not meant to be sedentary people. We have mm-hmm. legs. We're supposed to be walking. So right. it, it really does. That that physicalness does definitely. I mean, they have, you know, therapy where that is part of it. And I think that mm-hmm. that definitely helps and was a key in for me. And the yeah. healing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you mentioned, um, Leah and, um, uh, I had my favorites um, in there. Leah was definitely one of them. She seemed just kind of perky and always positive, always encouraging. You're going to do this. Um, mm-hmm. But um, who were your favorites that really encouraged you a lot? I know everybody probably encouraged you, but mm-hmm. who was the most impactful to you on this journey and why? Um, I mean, Leah was a lot. I mean, she definitely means a lot to mm-hmm. me from, from that experience uh, yeah, having met her early on, yeah. and, then, and she is she's a, she's really a very open person, and yeah. someone that kind of just like says it like it is in a mm-hmm. moment where you need kind of like someone to just yeah. say it to you. Yeah, she's and, unfiltered. She yeah, just, yeah, she just told you. Yeah, in some, some parts. Sometimes yeah. where I was like, "Ooh, I, I need to start walking <laughs> faster because I can't hear this right now." But she was gonna say it. Um, but it was, but it's. But it was good. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and she is a camera operator. She works on um, unscripted shows. So she grabbed my camera one day. So the times where it is actually like not a selfie, mm-hmm. she filmed for me. And I joked to her. I was like, oh, that's like the best five minutes of my movie. Like the best shot. <laughs> <five minutes." laughs> but, um, so, and then we ran into each other. She happened to be in Los Angeles a couple of years later. And mm-hmm. we were both planning a trip to walk again in Scotland, the West Highland way. And oh, wow. We, but she was going a week before me and neither one of us could change uh. our trips. And we were like, Oh, like what are the odds that we were both independently planning this trip? And it would have been so fun wow. to have that it wasn't meant to be. Um, yes. But she was definitely yeah, um, impactful. Uh, David from New York, he and I, you know, remain friends. He came to the premiere and then um, even I have a different film. He happened to be in the same city. And so he came to that premiere and mm-hmm. he has family out here. So like we met for dinner once years ago. So um, he's just a, a really kind hearted man. And um, 
also Catholic. And so we, mm-hmm. yeah, he was, yeah, very great, good, nice to talk to yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Snezhana and I, the, the tall Russian, we, we got along. Oh, yeah. we, just, we just really hit it off. And um, she's a ball of energy, man. She's, she's a lot of fun. So uh-huh. yeah, we had a good time. Would you, yeah. would you do it again? Um, I would do a different path. I think uh-huh. that I wouldn't do this one because even though it would be a different experience, mm-hmm. I know that I, I know myself that I wouldn't be able to not compare like, oh, last time I was here, I you know this is where I met Leah or this is where this happened or uh-huh. whatever. And mm-hmm. there are so many different paths on the Camino. Um, you can, I mean, people can start wherever they want, but there's one in Portugal that I may do, or there's one they call it the Norte um, that one's way more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm in the local, they have the group, the American Pilgrims on the Camino. And there are chapters all there. I think there's like 50 or so chapters throughout the United States. And so uh-huh. I joined the one in Los Angeles. And so we walk once a month. And um, like once I was traveling to Atlanta. And so I hit up that group and two people met me up for a hike. And so it's a really great resource. If people are going to plan to look for their local um, American pilgrims group, and then also to keep that Camino spirit after you've gone, because it's different than other hiking groups. I have joined other hiking groups and the spirit of the Camino is different. Right. So this interesting. So you said if, if listeners are interested in doing this and they love this type of adventure, where can they go to sign up for stuff like this? Yeah, they can just Google American Pilgrims on the Camino. It's APOC. Um, there's Facebook group. There's Facebook groups for each like individual chapter. But if they go on the website, they'll mm-hmm. yeah, just go to the chapters. And then most, most major metropolitan areas are going to have a chapter. Um, uh-huh. And then... Each chapter does things a little bit differently, but mostly everybody's, you know, we're hikers. So they're going to have hikes. Um, If you're in colder climates, maybe they'll do something different in the winter months. Um, That is interesting. And they have like Q&As, a lot of chapters where you meet Uh and just get some information. Um, And Uh uh, yeah, so it's a great resource. And online, there's just um, forums where you can ask questions or just see other people's questions and look at their answers. Right. Yeah. So, so what are you um, preparing to go next? How are you preparing? And if you are you doing the things to prepare for the walk again? You know where where are you going next? Yeah, I don't have any set plans for uh, any trips right now. I have, mm-hmm. um, like I mentioned, I did walk in Scotland, the West Highland Way. I have walked in Ireland, um, the Wicklow Way, but they're different. I mean, they're, they're good, but you definitely want to like go with people for those. So I don't have anything planned. And then I Uh did turn um, the movie into basically a TV show where I bring other people on walks. So there's three episodes called walks to forgive where I listen to other Uh. people's story of forgiveness. So um, I am interested in continuing that. I I did three episodes during the pandemic. Um, And one, the first one is really, really powerful. That woman is actually sharing her testimony I think this weekend or next weekend at an event. Um, But she, um, she suffered abuse as a child and she had never told the full story until my show. Uh And you, it was palpable. Like 
I could feel the Holy Spirit because her mom right. was in the room and it oh, helps man. like them kind of, you know, to have finally this full honesty Closure. of what had yeah. happened to her. And it, yeah, it was powerful. And I just was like, I can't believe like you're trusting me to be the platform for you to share this story. Right. And why not? She's an amazing woman um, at 30, you know, has lived enough for like, five lifetimes like she's so strong so um i encourage people it's free to watch on youtube it's also on amazon prime Uh um but it's called walks to forgive if you like hearing stories of forgiveness and those are very different like hers was emotion some abuse as a child um another was um a woman whose uh former husband has taken away the children so uh trying to Wow. Go over that. And then a very different one. A friend of mine is from France. He's lived in the States for 30 years. And um, he basically is like forgiving his country for kind of turning their collective backs on him. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a different thought of how to forgive. Like, do you, how can you forgive like an entire country or something? Um, wow. It's, it's very interesting and it's beautiful. It was uh, shot in, he uh, was in New Orleans. And so it's, we went, um, just like through some parks. So it's a really beautiful episode, okay. um, but it's, it's definitely different, but it's, he's a very deep thinker. He has degrees in philosophy. So if people are interested in that type of yes, thing, yes. that one's a very, it's more, that is a more heady kind of episode, but uh-huh. still super interesting that, that how different the three episodes are. That's amazing. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Well, where, you know, since that show, what other type projects are you doing? And and clearly you're you're running with this Walks to Forgive, you know. It yeah. just cleared. It, that's amazing. So um, tell me. So you had told me that you have a podcast. So yeah. tell us about yeah. your podcast. What's it about? Yeah, it's called Confessions of a Catholic Single. It uh-huh. is a scripted podcast. And mm-hmm. so it's basically like an old time radio show, but with comedy and call it an audio sitcom so the first season uh came out in 2022 and Mm -hmm. it's about a devout catholic widow and so as she's re-entering the dating world and she has a best friend that's a priest and his little sister and her and it's in vegas so it's you know sin Mm -hmm. city trying to maintain your catholic faith as you're dating yeah Um, so because it definitely a lot of me was in there and so far as you know after 14 years of not dating and then mm-hmm. getting back, I was like, what happened to the world? Like what, <laughs> this is how right. we find people nowadays. Um, so you have to laugh or else you're going to cry. So I wrote a comedy about it. Um, and so season two is coming out on Valentine's day and oh, there's wow. seven episodes and super excited about that. So it's available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. I do have a YouTube versions um, for people that, you know, don't really do the podcast thing on different mm-hmm. sites. So, yeah, that's that's coming out. I'm super excited about it. Confessions of a Catholic Single. Wow. All my stuff's on my website, Dash Entertainment. Um, so that, yeah. That's what, boy, you're reading my mind. I was just going to yeah. ask you that, too. It's like, <laughs> how can people follow you if they want to say, hey, this this is an interesting story. I want to follow her. I want to get to know her. How do they, where are yeah. your sites? Where can they follow you at? Yeah, it's it's kind of an annoying website. I <laughs> wish I have to get a new one because it's D-A-S-H-Entertainment. Then it's it's a free one, so it's not Weebly. So I'll just give you the links. People can go to your okay. podcast and link it, or just find me on Twitter 
either Aaron Dooley or Dash um, and uh, or walk. I, I have plenty. Each show has its own social media, but they all direct to me. So <laughs> okay, find me. Okay, yeah. so um, in closing, uh, when you came back from this track, um, what what initial changes did you implement? What mm. did you go? Okay, I'm back, and things are going to change. What mm. was that? That's a really interesting question. I had to, I realized that any change is, you have to be intentional because otherwise we just, we slip right back into our old habits, into our Mm -hmm. old mindset, into all that. Uh And I think it was days after I returned, um, because we were supposed to have our divorce finalized before I left. And then that did not happen. So I still had to go and I was uh, to court when I returned and I was seated across from him in my attorney's office and, you know, all, you know, feeling very anxious and all that. But I had taken a picture of that um, where it said, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. And I had made that my wallpaper on my phone to have a constant reminder, like you forgave, you can still like choose that. That's awesome. Yes. And so yes. I'm sure they were like, why is she keep looking at her phone? Like she should be present in this meeting. But I kept having to um, just click on my phone so that that picture, you know, would, would come up resonate and yeah. help to ground me. And uh-huh. so I think that, yeah, it's, it's just that constant reminder that um, when you do anything hard, that it, it takes effort and it yes. takes um, practice until it, you know, and then it'll take less effort, but you have to just keep telling yourself. I mean, just like, um, you know, our, my body got trained physically walking mm-hmm. so much, mm-hmm. you know, then my heart, you know, and brain emotionally kind of got trained and continues right. to get trained um, as time goes on. So wow. it's, that's yeah, amazing. Staying grounded is the biggest thing. Wow. Well, thanks, Aaron. That is just an amazing, amazing story. It really should encourage our listeners to not only just say, I forgive, but to actually do it. And if we need some type of reminder like that, then to go ahead and and do whatever you got to do to keep yourself in that mind frame of, I forgive. You know, yeah. that is just amazing. So um, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate your story. And uh, for everyone that is listening, we will get those links out to you so you can follow her. If you can check out her uh, story, if you haven't already, you can find it on Amazon Prime or on Tubi. And it is a way to forgiveness. And um, we just thanks for having you, Erin. Thank you so much for letting me share the story with more people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you. Have a good week. All right. Too. Well, thanks for joining us on Coffee Break with God, a podcast for anyone who wants to grow in their faith and discover the amazing ways that God works in our lives. I hope you enjoyed our inspiring conversations with our guests from different backgrounds, perspectives, and walks of life. So whether you need a shot of inspiration or a dash of encouragement or even a scoop of reflection, 
I hope this podcast is your perfect companion for a coffee break with God. Till next time, who's up for a second cup of coffee?